0: Hey, it's Fee. This is the Cotton Candy Clouds Podcast. Thank you so much for pressing that play button. I'm here. We're here. Wow. We've made it to the end of March. My goodness. I definitely, you know, classic Fee uh, was supposed to have an episode. It was supposed to be dropping Wednesday, but here we are Friday. Um, To be fair, you know, there comes a time in every woman's life where they have a thing that happens once a month. And you just, sometimes it can change you. You know what I'm saying? You you got goals and aspirations. You want to wake up at 7 a.m. And then suddenly your pelvic area and the bottom of your, half bottom of your body is feeling like there's a, a brick or 17 on top of you. So, you know, but we move, okay? I am here. It's never too late if you do your third this. You know what I'm saying? But... I hope y'all had a wonderful March. It was, you know, the movement was interesting. It was quick, but it was also pacing itself at some points. It was uh lackluster a bit. But we learned things, hopefully, because you're always doing that. Um, now y'all know the beautiful app called TikTok or whatever. <laughs> so I was I was well, first of all, you know how you've really been thinking about something, but no matter how many Google searches you've been doing, you can't quite find it, right? For literal years, I had been trying to search for a bear character. It was a show I watched when I was younger. I remember the bear was either white or goldish. You know, I knew it wasn't Pooh Bear. I knew it wasn't, of course, Little Brown Bear. Obviously, I knew... You know, it was this bear that was, you know, kind of quirky and know it all but cool and, and amicable. Okay, so I'm in my head, I thought the bear's name was Albert. You know, I'm like Robert Albert, something of the Burt family or something, right? <clears throat> so I'm looking it up and I'm talking about, I've been looking this up for years because people forget you know, in their youth, I guess, or I don't even know if people are paying attention, but Google has slowly become the world's best search engine. Like it it, it didn't even have everything all the time. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about this was back when I was like 23 and stuff. I'm trying to search (laughs) for this damn bell, right? Excuse me. I was crazy. That cough, Lord. But so, you know, I thought I had put what I would lead me to this to searching for this character. You know, you try to describe it and all that kind of stuff. So I let it go. Obviously, it's one that must to you know become or at least try to be Saint Lord. And two thousand three, February, on this black woman's TikTok account. She's cool. She's quirky. And I just thought that was so funny from similarities of that. And she was thrifting and she purchased something and she mentions Rupert. Rupert the bear. And suddenly it like it hit me. I, I literally paused the vid. I'm going to the Google, and that's the damn bear I was trying to remember. I was reminded of the endless searches. I mean, like, wow. So, I'm just happy that, you know, that was something that happened. Well, that was February. So, I don't know what was going on in March. But, yeah, we going to march right on through. So, this is the 30th episode. Listen, we're coming up on the precipice of the second year that this pod has been in rotation on these podcast streets. And it's just so cool, you know, to see something manifest in real time that you've been wanting to do for so long. Like, you know, one of the things I need to work on for myself is forgiveness. I do not easily forgive or just worry about, or even think about forgiving in general, but for myself in particular, I'm definitely, you know, someone who unfortunately kind of beats myself over the head or just mentally will marinate in that, uh, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, kind of thing. So, I could have had this done. We could have been popping or whatever. I don't know, but you know, who cares? At this point, we've done it. We're we're we we're here. You're listening. Boom boom cat. And so, this is a milestone for me. This is a milestone for you. This is a milestone for us. I love us for real. Okay, thirtieth episode zone, and we're coming up on the second year. And what do you call that? The first anniversary? The second anniversary? I don't know. Lord. Um, What it's called? I need to probably try to get that wording together. So, okay. It's March. The last day, the stone of the month was Tiger's Eye. Okay. Best place in a home office or workplace. This is a protective stone that promotes uh, inner strength, vitality, and uh, quality sound making, confidence, exuberance it's it's just supposed to give you an energy of of courage and just protection and i have used tiger stone excuse me tiger stone tiger's eye stone before i love it i wouldn't put it in my bedroom it kind of gives you a wonky vibe like you know your bedroom is very intimate this is where you go to bed this is where you want it to be at its calmest and peaceful and different things like that. Wouldn't put it in my bedroom again. Like I said, put it in your workspace or where you're working, home office, etc. This is genuinely for it It's an energy-boosting protective stone, okay? Incense for the month of March was myrrh. This is because, remember, and let's just go back, Lord, I forgot to mention this. I mean, which you should already know, March is Women's History Month. So I had been trying to drop little women's history facts on y'all, which is something I just like doing. I love a good fact. And um, you always have to remember that when I'm going to do something, it's going to be in black because I'm a black woman Southern. You know what I'm saying? I'm true to this and I'm not new to this. So anyway, for, you know, Murray is one of those instances that in particular was for the women folk so ancient um and so myrrh is for clean cleansing excuse me living spaces and spiritual spaces and it stimulates anointment and healing it smells wonderful it smells lovely it smells divine let's just be realistic if you find myrrh get you some burn some do some affirmations with it hold your tigers out you know while you at work Put all of it together. This is the metaphysical, spiritual, you know, moment right now when I do the incense and the stone of the month. Okay. So one thing that was interesting, speaking of women facts about women, so the new shoe language, once again, I was on the TikTok app and someone was talking about the new shoe language, which was a language exclusively used by Hunan China women. And I might be mispronouncing some things. I'm just sorry, but it means women's writing in Chinese. And it is the world's only script designed and exclusively used by those women in that area developed among the rural women of that uh, Zhao. I want to pronounce it Lord River Valley. And so basically typical, you know, women inventing something during a patriarchal society, you know, a patriarchal time. And it is written, it is spoken. And it was literally a almost secret, if I'm not mistaken, um, language as well, because women couldn't even really talk to and communicate with each other because it was like, okay, if you're not married, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Just go upstairs, go to your room or do the chores or whatever, like what you got going on. So this is how they socialize. This is how they were able to find a little bit of sweetness. And it probably... Because it was a language developed by these women during such a time, it probably was a sad language. But I just thought that was an interesting fact. I don't know if I kept, save that video um, from TikTok. And I, I got to remember to do that so I can share it on Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget, and I'm about to go on a little spill here, okay? But also, you know, follow the Twitter and Facebook account of the Kind of Kenny Cloud podcast. But just for, you know, in general, like always remember to follow, subscribe, whatever you have to do in terms of the buttons, Um, like these episodes or wherever you are, like when you're supporting. I'm not a content creator by any means, my goodness. But anybody who's uh, content creating or doing something where they're making money from the creation of the content, you got to remember to do that because that's their livelihood. Like them likes and subscribes, you know, for some people, they're just trying to get the intent of the social media. And I get that too, because that also can bring in revenue. But for some people, they're really doing this, putting in work. And I think we forget when we're enjoying something to just hit a like button or whatever. I know for YouTubers, they really you know they have it kind of bad to me because YouTube likes to switch up and go up and down with their different ways of okay this is how you're going to get money this is how you're going to get advertising etc. I just you know it's tough so in general you know not just for podcast listeners and everything or when you're listening to any podcast but just in general when you're like on YouTube um what's the other one Sometimes Facebook in these just different places, you know, make sure you're helping these people out because by those things alone, they're getting their livelihood and they're also encouraged, you know, keep doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. So anyway, so on Tuesday, and I know this because Wednesday I was supposed to do the episode, right? But see, I didn't. And so on Tuesday, I just happened to be on Merriam Webster app like I usually do, you know, of course, doing my word searches, I was trying to figure out a word. And the word of the day caught my eye because it was a novel about the moral and psychological growth of the main character. And I said, damn, that's so interesting because the book of the month is Jane Eyre. And that's all she's doing is growing as a main character psychologically and morally, definitely psychologically and definitely morally. And so word of the day for today and what it was on Tuesday on Miriam is bildungsroman. Roman. It's a tough word. You know what I'm saying? It's uh German. And so it is B-I-L-D-U-N-G-S-R-O-M-A-N. It's a noun and it is a novel that deals with the formative years of the main character. In particular, the psychological development and moral education usually ends on a positive note. With all the painstaking life happenings and doings coming to an end, and them leading a productive life, it's all of that. Okay, builders Roman. I don't know if you finished there, but I'll let you decide if the ending was positive. Now for me, comma, I'm gonna be honest. You know, any ending where a person isn't choosing them first and leaving everybody behind and you know self-love is not the priority then you know that's not necessarily a positive note for me comma but hey you know what i'm saying it's all in you know we when we're reading when we're reading these books it's it's up to you uh book of the month was jane eyre by charlotte bronte and so I'm curious what was your favorite part of Jane Eyre if you've gotten started if you've read it I I want you to get into the books of the month listeners people okay he, my favorite part of and now I'm a little rusty and again I still haven't been able to find my copy of Jane Eyre I don't know what that's all about um because I Still had, I thought I had read Jane Eyre after the flood because remember I was telling you, you know, when when my house flooded those years ago, it took most of everything. Of course, the books and everything, but I thought I had read Jane Eyre after I had gotten out of college. So I don't know, but I got to find my copy anyway. So what I can remember, my favorite part of Jane Eyre is when she leaves you know she's going through all this spookiness in the the man. um I think it's Thornfield the manor or whatever and so she she's wake she's having these little nightmares she's being spooked or whatever she leaves in the middle of the night and kind of just fends for herself this is probably the, this is the last portion of the book and she's saved by this now if this dude was black he would be a hotel you <laughs> know I'm saying very you know patriarchal and stereotypically like I will save you I am mine hear me war hits chest you know Saint John Lord bless him or not bless him really but anyway so he saves her quote-unquote helps her out she's doing her thing and she you just can tell, again, when we're talking about the builder's woman. we're talking about that development, psychological, moral. You can tell that's happening as she's hearing this man basically like beg her to be his wife's slave of sorts um, and stay where she is. You know, and I forget what location it was, but where she had found herself. So. But yeah, I, <laughs> that's my favorite part. And I get that she, of course... You know, goes back to her man, and maybe excuse me if that's a spoiler for you, but that's what happened, and it is what it is. But I just that was my favorite part. I think I in you know, like I said before, in general, I'm just a lover of Jane Eyre. Uh, the book. I'm a only child, so naturally. Anybody who's lone wolfing it up, even though her story is very tragic and she was kind of forced to lone wolf it up, I still love that kind of writing. But more importantly, I love writing where it is someone where you're reading how they're internalizing what they're going through. You're reading how they're describing people, you know, how they're processing these things. And it's not necessarily emotional per se it's more so psychological so i hope you enjoyed that if you did read it you know what i'm saying um song of the day is demi lovato sorry not sorry yeah yeah if you know you know and the quote of the day is it took me a long time to realize we are not meant to be perfect we are meant to be whole that quote is by jane fonda a popular um women's girly, if you will. And, um, yeah. So what was I going to say? Oh, to go back on, you know, how was March, you know, first of all, I want to go, well, I just want to be better at writing in my journal you know, when I was going back trying to find, you know, like a little snippet to read, I didn't get a chance to for for this episode, but I will hopefully for the next one. But in general, I just see that there were, you know, when I'm going back and I'm reading, I'm looking at all the gaps, you know, where I didn't write. And sometimes but I can kind of fill in the spaces and kind of remember and all that kind of stuff. But I just want to say how important it is to journal. I think I don't care what kind of personality type you have if you're a sociopath, if you are a person who's introverted or extroverted, I feel like journaling is just that, that girl to me. I'm one of those people where for a multitude of reasons, emotional outbursts, always saying what's on your mind can be a not so great thing. And so I feel like no matter what, a journal is there for you you can put whatever you want in there, however you want to. Cause now I know I I had to get out of the idea of writing in my journal a particular way. It's like, you know, dear diary or, you know, saying, hello, today is boom, boom cat. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's cute. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the, the day, I'm not Moesha. This should be me. This should be how feed describes the day or whatever. Or if I just come in and say, you know, fuck all these people. You know, if I do that, whatever, you know, that's the lovely part about it. And I just, I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate. And it takes time too. again, and what I got to remember is to get in the groove of making sure that's your normalcy. Like I want to journal, like I'm brushing my teeth, you know, like I want to make sure my gums are good. I don't miss a side tooth, too, too young. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to make sure that I'm journaling in this habitual way. And I, and I just got to make sure, and I just want everybody else. If I know a person to make sure as well, you know, and I understand also, you know, I never thought about this, but I thought about the fact that someone was talk. you know, a lot of people talk about journaling, obviously, if you're probably a sociology major, a psychology major, and I don't know why I said major, like I'm, you know, 23, but if you're a sociologist or a psychologist or in that field, you know the value, too. You probably are promoting it on social media, and sometimes people on social media will be talking about it. And I see that they are trauma responses of people whose privacy has been violated. And I'm like, damn, I never even thought about the fact that you're writing in a journal, and the next thing you know, your mom is like, what you mean, you know, you feel like this about woo Cat? You know, it's like, damn, like, you know, that kind of thing. So a lot of people aren't journaling for that reason. A lot of people aren't journaling because they believe that they would explode or implode or become more volatile if they're letting off that steam on that paper, which I find interesting, like opening your opening wounds and you're opening the door, which is true. But here's the thing is it's kind of like cutting open a, you know, cyst so that it can bleed out or so the plus can come out or whatever. And I'm sorry, I had to get graphic like that, but that's just what it is. It's like you're bleeding on paper, quote unquote, when it comes to journaling and and diarying and all that kind of stuff, because sometimes you will forget, like literally you'll pour everything into those sheets of paper and then you'll put it down. And again, my favorite part sometimes of journaling is literally to go back and read it. And you're like, yo, like what? You don't even know who it is. You don't even know that you were the person capable of writing such sorrow or such happiness whatever it was and then on top of that it's like you don't even know what you almost forget that moment it's it's like the paper the page stores it for you and you don't even have to burden yourself depending on what it is because it may not be a burden it may be a happy moment but for a lot of people um it's gonna be some crazy moments some psychological moments like for me it'll be more so that And, you know, it's just like, wow. Like, you don't even, you're like, wow, I don't even, I didn't even remember that trauma (laughs) that I had so many years ago, you know? So, it's, hey, you guys, just journal, man. Journal, journal. Okay? Now, here's the kicker about some things, right? You know I love space. So, I've I've discovered two things. Two articles I've posted. Well, not posted yet, but I will. Now, one of them is that astronomers have watched a star turn directly into a black hole. Now, this apparently, because I, I saw a little blurb about it, and then it wasn't really, it was saying that this happens a lot. It was like articles way back from like 2012, 2016. So, I'm like, damn, this happened. So, apparently... Most stars go, most dying stars got with a bang. Usually they turn into a supernova. I don't know if you're familiar. I love supernovas. And maybe I'll do a little up well, I'll, where, where, excuse me, I'll talk about like supernovas, novas, black holes, etc. And so some stars skip the supernova phase and go straight into a black hole. And apparently this teaches these scientists about massive black holes and you know they can see black holes apparently and but they don't know like the the origin of some of these black holes but now they're like okay hey if this one turned into a well, was a star and turned into a black hole okay what else is new to learn about black holes in general and it's a lot of the article that i have has a lot of terminology but i'm going to just share it with you on the interweb, So make sure you're looking out for that on Facebook or Twitter. Okay. Cause it's like, it's real wordy and dicey. So the next one is, <laughs> this one was crazy too. Again, you know, this is the thing about science y'all. They've been doing this shit. Like it'll be a study and they'll come out with an article and you'll find out like, yeah, 1983, they had been working on, and you like 1983, Lord, I wasn't even born. So, well, I wasn't, but <laughs> So, basically, is our universe a hologram? Physicists debate famous idea on its 25th anniversary. You see what I'm saying? The ads CFT duality conjecture suggests our universe is a hologram, enabling significant discoveries in the 25 years since it was proposed. This was proposed 25 years ago, y'all. At first, we had a magical statement almost out of nowhere. The idea put forth suggested something profound, that our universe could be a hologram. Much like a 3D hologram emerges from the information encoded on a 2D surface, our universe's 4D space time could be a holographic projection of a lower dimensional reality. Here's the thing. And I'm not gonna read the whole article because again, wordy, dicey. One thing about when you get deep into like physics and um um quantum physics and things, the you know, even as they're writing the article, they just don't, and I don't want to say dumb it down, but they just don't dumb it down. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta be reading thoroughly, looking with your eyes and seeing. Here's the thing though that gets me about what this article is basically saying is that number one. Again, like I told you, these people be doing this stuff for years. And this, uh, by the way, this theory won. I think this is the one that says it. This theory won. What's that damn award? Is it the uh, Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah. So one of those theories about it. Like branched off into another theory. And it won for. Won the Nobel Prize, right? So, what was I about to say? Oh, so because <laughs> it's just so crazy to me. Like, what do you mean? So, because of this theory, I I think what I am trying to say, and I can't find the words totally. What I love about science is that to me, it's its own religion. Okay, so I don't know if scientists know this. And I remember I had an anthropologist teacher to tell me, professor, excuse me, I guess they're not a teacher, but an anthropology professor to tell me how she never could separate science and uh spirituality. She didn't say religion, but she could never separate science and spirituality or science and God. And I was like, that's great. You know, I never had heard that before. I really didn't give a darn You know, either way, I'm going to be honest, like if I have a science teacher who's an atheist or whatever, that's good, too. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of those people, you do your thing to wake up every morning and I'm going to do mine. So. I heard her, you know, and I thought that was great. I myself would never separate science and God, but I never was thinking about it in depth. But I really once you really get into you know later on in life once you really I start reading these these journals articles and and things with science and physics and quantum physics and astrophysics and you're like you know this is this is its own this, these are very parallel you know when you talk about miracles we you can mathematically talk about these things and scientifically talk about these things too like when you talk about spirituality and and dimensions we're using a different word on the other side for the spiritual girlies or the even the religious girlies but those are the same i mean they're so similar it's kind of actually crazy to me how you could even put like both parties could argue with each other or be like you know you're dumb for thinking this or you're dumb for thinking that When really y'all kind of like siblings with it you know what i mean And I'm and I'm using very vague wording and I'm not really going into a deep explanation, but because I got to get out of here. But I'm just saying, like, I think it's so hilarious and I kind of love how much science and spirituality are so parallel. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you talk to somebody about things being fourth dimensional and then they're going to you go to a Baptist church. They just going to start talking about the Holy Trinity, you know. Father God, <coughs> excuse me, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I mean, those are based essentially when you're when you're really reading into it, they're talking about the same things. And one is just less possessive than the other, basically. One one doesn't personify more than the other. And it's like, wow, we're really all coming to the same conclusion. So something's out there that we know. You know, I love black holes that sounded bad but in science i love black holes because they're very interesting very you know the scientists want to pretend like they know a lot of stuff and that's cute that's great and i feel them on that but the the true thing is we don't really know for all we know which another recent thing and i gotta figure out if i can find an article on this is that they say we already in a black hole or we're we're moving towards one so you know we just don't know i think a lot of times when we learn i don't know about for y'all but when I was learning about black holes, uh, when I was really young, they were like, "Oh, you know, black holes are basically these vacuums that suck you and kill you. You know, they they're eating up, <laughs> essentially, plant. They ate up, uh, you know, planets and solar system and things and killed them all. But it's like, did they though? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we're for dimensional, and that's what I'm saying. Like it just gets so deep and intricate." And another thing I love about space talk and everything is that really, you know, it really can make your brain fry. I respect people who are in the industry. I would have loved to be an astronomer. Again, calculus. Um, oh, I didn't talk to y'all about that when I was going to talk about my love for marketing and just talk about advertising in general. But I didn't even I realized I didn't. That was a fever dream. I didn't talk about that on the show but yeah, calculus really just killed my dreams. I'm not about to do it. I can't do that kind of labor. And I know it's easy for many, and I'm I'm glad for them, those people, but that's not me. That's not fee. But anyway, so I would have loved to be an astronomer, but calculus once again. But yeah, it's like, how far can we go? How far can I really be asking questions before I just get bewildered by the depth, the abyss of information known and unknown you know what i'm saying like mm -mm, i can't so shout out to all the astronomers out there the astrophysicists the physicists the uh quantum physicists and the lovers of god and things and um i kind of wish y'all would come together and really get this thing going but you know teach his own isn't that interesting what they're doing with tiktok you know ah distractions but well, i tell you it's like people the world could be crumbling and one thing some people places or things will do is focus on some shit that does not matter <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's like what are we doing here people what are we doing anyway y'all take care spring is here march is marching on out april is coming in april showers bring May flowers it's friday flowers on friday y'all have a good one love you Stay tuned. Keep listening.